Welcome to another edition of Truth and Rhythm, brought to you by FunkinStuff.net. This is the interview show that gets deep in the pocket with contemporary music's foremost masters of the groove. I am your host, Scott Dr. GX Wolfine, musicologist, creative arts journalist, and multimedia pro. Whether you're watching the video version of this show or the audio-only podcast version, I thank you so much for your continued interest and support in this show. If you enjoy this programming, there are several ways to help support Truth and Rhythm, as well as contribute to further enhancements and expansion, plus get some sweet perks and rewards in the process. First, subscribe to the Funkin' Stuff channel on YouTube, which is where Truth and Rhythm lives, and be an advocate by spreading the word among fellow funk, jazz, and R&B music lovers. Second, join Truth and Rhythm's new membership program through Patreon, which features three tiers for truth believers, Truth Seekers, and Truth Crusaders. You can also submit a direct donation to the cause anytime at funkinstuff.net. At that site, which is loaded with awesome content, you can also purchase the book, Everything's on the One, The First Guide of Funk. Shop for official Truth and Rhythm and Funkin' Stuff merchandise, and use the Amazon links for all of your online purchases, which allocates a percentage to this show. Sponsorship opportunities are available as well. Contact me directly at scottg at funkinstuff.net. For those of you who go the extra step in supporting the show, you have my heartfelt gratitude for allowing us to continue to shine the light on those special artists whose quest is to find truth in rhythm. Hey, before we get started with today's show, I just want to draw your attention to new merchandise. Funkin' Stuff and Truth and Rhythm designs are in, and they look pretty darn cool. So show your support, help support the program, and show off some stylish merchandise and apparel. Only at the Funkin' Stuff store. I'm thrilled to welcome to the Truth and Rhythm Mothership blues rock guitar phenom, singer, and composer Eric Gales. Since bursting onto the scene as a 16-year-old prodigy as part of the Eric Gales Band's self-titled 1991 debut album, the left-handed player has gone on to release 11 more studio albums, all of them overflowing with soaring riffs and blistering solos that have distinguished him as one of the top guitarists of his generation. Having toured almost continuously for several years, Leading up to the pandemic, as his additional live releases document, Gales also consistently lights the stage of fire. Besides his own releases, his equally worthwhile side projects include the hard-rocking Pinnock Gales Pridgen, the jazzy Eric Gales Trio, Supersonic Blues Machine, Experience Hendrix Tours, and guest spots on records with F Deluxe, Bootsy Collins, and Jelly Bean Johnson, among others. 
His next album, due out later this year, is produced by fellow blues rock guitar shredder Joe Bonamassa. Eric, thank you so much hey, for joining man. the show. Thank you for having me, man. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So good to see you out there in the great outdoors. Yeah, man, just taking in a little bit of this day. It's a little gloomy, but it's all right. Yeah, so, you know, I'm also uh, down the road a bit in North Carolina, so, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of neighbors, and living in North Carolina, I get the great pleasure of having a lot of opportunities to see you play out and about, so. Oh, wow, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, um, I don't know if you remember, but I have, you know, gone to see you backstage several times, and I brought my son to uh, meet you, and one of those times he told you that, uh, you know, you were a bigger hero to him than Michael Jackson, and so maybe you remember oh, that. I don't know. I think I remember that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It was this, it was this, uh, uh, it was a humbling to hear then, and it's still humbling to hear now, so it's pretty yeah, and I've been a fan since the very beginning. I have your whole catalog here, including... Uh, oh, wow. And this was from 1991 when I got it, so... 91. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so glad you're still at it. You know, I know it's been a, a long, interesting road, to say the least. And uh, so you were just down in Florida, I know. How did that go? I went great, man. We had four shows down there, and uh, to be on stage again was... Uh, it was exhilarating, and uh, it's good to see... Things are trying to start happening again for, you know, artists and musicians and, you know, trying to just uh, siphon back into life as we once knew it a little bit, you know, and uh, this weekend was a great, a great first time back out. And, uh, you know, from what I understand, more dates are being added to the schedule and things are trying to see if they can, uh, you know, go forth and seeming like some of them are. We look forward to coming to a place near anyone that we can get to. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, everybody's missing out with you not being on the stage for all this time. So, so glad to have you back. Mm -hmm. um, I have so many questions I'd like to ask you, but I'm trying to. I'm going to try to be considerate of your time. Um, what was it like growing up, Eric, in a household with all of those brothers playing guitar and left-handed guitar, no less? What was that like? Man, it was, you know, it was amazing. I wouldn't have wished for a better upraising. Uh, you know, music was always and played some kind of way house. Uh, I grew up in the church, and so a lot of gospel was prominent, and, you know, other, other styles and types of music began to uh you know coming to my knowledge you know through my brothers eugene and manuel and all my brothers so you know being the youngest i, I kind of pulled from all of them and uh you know uncles aunties everything so it was just a lot of music around the house and it was a it was a sight to see <clears throat> you know what <laughs> was there any point where any of you guys tried to play more conventionally or did you all just go straight to the style that you got Oh uh, no, we were all we just we just this is how we played. I mean, you know, and the guitar was never placed into my hand. I picked it up that way, uh, without even really a knowledge that my that was how my brothers were playing. I saw it, but it just didn't register me that it was, you know, a right or wrong way to play. And we all were left-handed, so, but uh, me and my brother Eugene right right-handed, and little Jimmy wrote left-handed, so it uh. 
it was a, a complex concoction, if you will, but it worked. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it definitely works. Do you think that that style lends itself to just um, a more dynamic or explosive sound? I don't know. That's in the, that's in the eye of the beholder. You know, I wouldn't know, you know, uh, I would see percent of the people I learned from were right-handed players. So that is where, you know, I sat down and just figured out, you know, the drive from inspiration and being inspired by the stuff that I heard didn't matter to me whether they were right-handed or playing a different way or playing in their laps or, or anything like that. I know I just was so inspired that I wanted to pick up stuff that I was being inspired by note for note and by any means that's what I set out to do. So then that turned into, you know, morphing and acquired into, you know, my own way. And, you know, I guess, I guess off the bat it was my own way because it was different from the way that I learned it from, <clears throat> from the people that were playing the other way. So, uh, you know, it just kept going forward. And, you know, some say that there's a different sort of expression or, different you know ways that um dynamically things come out of left-handed players uh yeah yeah it can be but you know for me it's just normal everyday thing you know so i just uh try to move by what in, what inspires me and keep going forward and uh that seems to be a pretty decent working concept for me yeah well you're playing is so emotional and dynamic and also explosive you know how, where do you draw from to get that intensity of where you can, you know, take it really deep and then sort of have this eruption of emotion through your fingers in the playing? Well, I think a lot of that entails from just my, just life, man. You know, life and uh, things that I, you know, have, have, have went through, carried myself through and, you know, managed to come out on the other side. And a lot of it is... Uh, just reflecting back and when I do then the over overwhelming range of emotion comes through and it just can't help but you know come out through the playing and you know um, I'm a I'm a, a thousand percent emotionally driven player so that is definitely part of the I want to say genetic build and makeup for me uh, you know I may be even channeling some things that's before my time uh, and uh, I, I can just tell you that there's a lot of things that, you know, that, that may pass by the screen that I'm visibly looking at, uh, but musically displaying that, uh, you know, is, is, a, is a knowledge bowl of a lot of things. And a lot of it, I, again, I think that, that that may precede my 46 years of living. I think that there's things that I'm playing from and about that, you know, goes way back before me, uh, you know, and uh, I can't help it, and nor do I try to help it. Uh, it's something that uh, I gain a fulfilling sort of uh, sensation from during and after a performance uh, that, you know, it's just kind of hard to explain. If at the, at the most microscopic level that I'm able to translate that to the audience or the listener that's watching the show through the emotion and through the playing that I'm doing, then uh, then that's the goal that I aim to do. And uh, it seems it has been working a little bit. <laughs> you function in a, in a vessel in that way, right? I mean, have it come through you. So 
what what typically if there is a typical kind of goes through your mind you know when you're in the midst of a of a blistering emotional solo on stage say a lot uh, generally it comes from point of pain to be honest with you it's you know it's it's an intense point of pain and, and that could come from the death of people that's been close to me you know knowing that that i damn near was dead a few times but i'm still here uh you know uh just a lot of things man you know a lot of things you know and again you know going back to <clears throat> playing uh, uh and maybe kindling spirits that's 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 pre my time you know i could be channeling some of the oppression you know what i mean i could be channeling some of the things that you know uh people of color and other people under the thumb had, you know, to endure and had to deal with uh, in, in many of the years. Because, you know, a lot of those unspoken about a lot of times in a lot of interviews about the people that paved the way for the opportunity to just be able to freely play in a venue without any discrimination. You know, to freely be able to stay in a hotel that's right near the venue and not be ridiculed about it or told that you can't you know it's those type of things you know that are that predates me i mean i, I can't say i've personally went through that but i feel like things of that type nature is stuff that i'm playing uh, explosively out of and i i do that in a way by telling that oppression i do that by telling that depression i do it do that by telling things that has a stranglehold and have had a stranglehold for I don't know how long, that's my way of telling it that I'm busting out of the scenes and there's no holding me back from any of that because now I can play about it and I can play through it. There's no getting around it that you can't go under it, you can't go over can't go beside it, I have to play through it. So when I play through it, then the explosiveness comes out. Yeah, I get all that, man. It all comes through. You really channel all that. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, for me, I mean, you're one of my favorite players of all time, and, and I come from a place of, you know, oh, deep you. blues, deep funk, and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. coming from Memphis like you did and taking in all those diverse influences musically, can you talk a little bit about how, uh, obviously, blues is big in there, but also funk, you know, what, what has funk meant to you, and how has that kind of come through what you do? I say funk to me is equally as important as is a blue. I mean, all of the styles that I like to tiptoe in and around, all of them are highly, equally as important. Funk, blues, rock, gospel, jazz, classical, all of that country western, all that plays a part in the bag of gumbo that I uh, like to dip my spoon into. And funk is one of the, you know, ain't nothing like a good funk groove, man. You can ride some funk for, uh, for about three, four hours on the same groove. And it never gets old. So uh, there, there are elements of funk that is incorporated into my life show, you know. And and, and then there's no telling when it's going to surface. Uh, that's the thing about being such a free spirit when it comes to doing live shows, that it just comes when it comes. And I, I try my best to keep up with, you know, how the spirit is flowing. You know what I mean? And and. and um, and, and therein talking about a spirit and that is how sometimes I wound up surprising myself 
on stage with things that I do because I have no idea what I'm going to do uh, prior to doing it. So sometimes I'm caught off guard. And, and I'm like, wow, man, what, wow, what the world? So it's it's no better feeling to me to play from that type of uh, vantage point that uh, I am being followed. I am following something that uh, at the point in time only I can see. And uh, I do my, sometimes some things slip away that the audience would never know about. Uh, you know, but uh, as I get, you know, more honed into you know, my craft, you know, I try to be flowing spirit. So generously uh, chooses to to uh, be in, uh, allow me to be in, in its company when when we uh, when we embrace you know performing live. <clears throat> you, you've played with such an incredible array of different musicians and different you know from all genres and different. Uh, cover tunes that you've chosen to do through the years it's um, incredible range and i've been curious you know how you've connected with a lot of those guys you know and if we talk uh continuing on the funk side you know i mentioned at the outset about people like bootsy and people like f deluxe sort of the minneapolis scene you're in jellybean johnson's uh record how have you made some of those connections just through the industry man just i mean i've been in this game for over 30 years, man. So, you know, you acquire relationships. And uh, I actually used to live in Minnesota for a little while. So, you know, some of it came there. But you acquire quite a few relationships throughout the years of, uh, you know, me and my, in my instance of people that I admire and, and uh, highly inspired by and to have the opportunity to do some sort of work with them always brings a joy to my face. But, you know, it's generally come about by you know just the years in the game man that uh ha has caused uh i guess a small notoriety if you will uh amongst peers and people that i respect and you know uh, i'm really uh, enamored to be able to partner up with and do some things and uh you know of course the time comes for me to jump on something and i want to do it i'm gonna do it and uh, i've been very privileged to be a part of a lot of different things, and uh, neither one is any, any less important than the other to me. There's so many great clips of you on YouTube. I mean, thank goodness for YouTube that, you know, you can reach so many people through that vehicle now and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, can see you do a lot of things that probably it's the only time you've ever done it. You know, and you may never do it again, right? It's just a moment in time. Right, right. And, <clears throat> and I happen to, uh, a couple examples of that, I happen to catch you... Uh, uh, down south, not too far from here, doing uh, Maggot Brain. Uh, uh -huh. And I had never heard you I do did. Funkadelic before. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, sitting in with uh, Sam Robinson from uh, Marvelous Function. And uh, they told me, man, yeah, we're going to do Maggot Brain. You want to set in on that? I was like, cool. It's, yeah, I think that's the only time I ever did that song before. Um, you know, iconic song. Uh, written by iconic people, iconic players on it, you know, and to, uh, again, that was just a free-flowing, you know, I was going with the, going with the vibe uh, down there in Charleston, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, it was a good time, though, man, you know, I like moments like that, that just spur the moment. And then I saw you, um, I had no idea, Eric, that you could even play bass, and then I saw a clip. Oh, yeah. Of you not only playing bass but killing it on uh, "Let's Work" the Prince track. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Uh, actually, bass was something that I, I got into before guitar. So, you know, um, and drums as well. So, like, all of those things, I have had a very uh, in-depth relationship with throughout my years in the industry. You know, it's just the world really don't know about those interactions, you know, just because of how much the guitar has taken uh taken a, I don't I don't know what happened but uh, I was saying if I could if I could do a drum gig I go do it if I could just do a bass gig I go do it you know I I like them so you know I like them you know I like you know particularly drums bass guitar a little bit of keys but drums and bass is really cool to me how much have you played those on your records uh, quite a bit uh, quite a bit the first two records uh, 91 and, and, and 93 was, uh, that was me on bass guitar. Uh, on this last record, uh, two records ago, Middle of the Road, that's me playing bass guitar <clears throat> on, on, on the whole record. Uh, so it has happened a few times. And on bookends, it's one or two songs that I'm playing bass on and, and, and. Well, you know, talking about, you mentioned the 91 record. Man, what was it like when you got that deal and you're a teenager, and you're on shows like Arsenio, and uh, living the life. And I know you had some tough times after that, but what was it like? How excited were you? I mean, it was awesome, man. I mean, I, I it was awesome. I mean, it just to put it in short, it was awesome. It was exciting. I mean, I don't think anybody that was act would be asked that question would be. Uh, able to give you an answer less than it was just amazing to be placed in the opportunity to be able to uh, kind of all in one breath find out what it is that you possibly going to do for the rest of your life at an early age and you know record deal touring and doing what you love to do it was awesome it was awesome Temple. And at that time, it was an interesting time in music because it was not too long after we lost Stevie Ray and um, grunge was kicking up, so rock was coming back a little bit. And there was like this uh, emergence of some great young guitar players. I had you in like the same group as like Kenny Wayne Shepherd and Johnny Lang and you, and you guys were all like teens and came with the blues guitar and you guys were all awesome. And... Um, you know, that was an exciting time to see kind of out of Stevie Ray's ashes that this still came, a new wave. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, man, it had uh, some really amazing co-arts that were doing their thing, man. And it was great to see, you know, some young guns, you know, coming on up and, and flourishing in the world. And, you know, I think out of, out of us all, you wouldn't get an argument out of us that Stevie, Stevie was a, huge part of that, you know, but even uh, before him, you know, there were, we were acquiring Stevie Ray, but along with him, we were acquiring people that Stevie Ray was influenced by. So, you know, that is how evolution should be, you know, the people that are being inspired by what I do or, uh, uh, you know, finding something attractive to them by what I do, they're not only acquiring me, they're acquiring the people that I'm influenced by. So, that's that's how I think it should be. Absolutely, yeah. I mentioned Stevie Ray in particular because not only was he so great, 
But just at that time in music, he was really bucking the trend of what you know was mostly happening Man. in the industry. So he was, he yeah. was. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So um, you know, you you much documented the the rough times you had in the uh, later '90s, and and you came back though um, with a flourish. I mean, when you came back, Eric, it was so exciting, and I, it was so. Uh, just joyous that you came back like you did and you came back with a vengeance i mean you put out oh, yeah. boom 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 man it's like you were storing all this up you know and it just yeah. came exploding out of you oh yeah oh yeah man it was uh it's time to hop back on it because it was a while that i wasn't doing nothing you know but uh contributing to my demise and and uh again i'm glad that i didn't succumb to that and uh i had opportunity to get myself back right again and you know even though it took a while you know uh the point being that i still hung in there and and, and uh you know now you know the fight is good and uh nonetheless it's still a fight but the fight is good and uh you know going forward and you know stuff i still got stuff that's yet to come out and uh you know and 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 Hopefully, before I leave this world, I have a whole lot more other things that the world can see. But uh, it was uh, great to have a, a second. You dropped out on my end. I'm going to kind of keep talking. I hope you can hear me right now. But um, you know, when you came back with Crystal, can you hear me, Eric? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Ahead. So yeah, when you came back with Crystal Vision as the first uh, one, I think um, I was floored. It was just I thought you had moved beyond where you ever were and that whole oh. run of like five or so albums in a row were just killer yeah. we're just killer yeah thank um, you man i actually wanted to just run down while well, i have you uh 10 of my all-time favorite tracks and if you have any particular thoughts about those feel free to share but i want to make sure that uh viewers and listeners check these out um okay. And this goes all the way back to uh, beginning with Sign of the Storm and uh, your cover of Fight the Power, which I think, didn't you do that again mm. with F Deluxe too? Uh, I don't remember. May have. I, I don't recall. But I do vividly remember off the Gales Brothers, though, Fight the Power with my brothers. It was yeah. it was uh, just an interesting take on that song. Retribution. Yes, sir. Good track. Trouble, which I think is among your funkiest tracks. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it is pretty fun. I agree. The Liar, and I love that clip oh. on YouTube where it shows you laying down that solo. Man. Yeah, in the studio, yeah. Yeah, I like it. The Spice, which is on the same record, I think. Absolutely, same record. You're right, you're right. Railroaded. Oh, man. Ooh. It's some it's it's some truth in that story there, boy. I tell you, but uh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, that's good raunchy, grungy uh, blues right there. Real good power blues. Good for something. The title oh, track. Yeah. I I love that song, man. I wish it had gotten to the ears of more uh, people than it did. I may re-release that album, man, later down the road, or just that song. Good for something is a hit to me. That's a hit. To me that's it absolutely yeah um i've been deceived been deceived is to me it's 
dude, there's truth in all of this stuff, you know, and I'm was speaking about myself, you know, um, you know, I was speaking about myself, uh, not, well, I was, I had been deceived too, but I was also doing the deceiving, um, uh, oftentimes, but, uh, yeah, man, you name it some, some, some taking me down memory lane. And rounding out that 10 is what you're going to do. What you going to do? What you going to do? Interesting enough, actually, we got it in, this, in the set that we, uh, uh, the new live show, and I, I, got a, I got a twist on how I'm doing it. But, uh, yeah, what you going to do? That is a cute story. That's about, you know, me and my wife there. You know, what you going to do? You know, uh, or generally just a relationship. Now you've got the person that you want. So, I look at very applicable. I look, I look at your career. I'm sorry, I stepped on you because uh, you cut out for you a moment. But um, no worries. I look at your career. I don't know if you do too, but I mean, we're celebrating 30 years of your debut this year. 30 years. It's 30 years, man. It is 30 years, man. And uh, well, I'm just saying, if you would have told me that 30 years later, been you know, talking about the first album, I'm like, man, this is no way possible. But uh, I got to say that it's pretty gratifying to be able to look back and say, you know what, 30 years ago, this is what was happening. And, and it's also even more gratifying to say that 30 years later, I'm still doing what I, you know what I'm saying? I saw a few things and you know, things have happened to me in life that uh, didn't take me out. And I'm still here with the fact with the fact remaining that there are several people that I have known, uh, you know, in these 30 years that are not here anymore. And uh, I still got a chance to, you know, try to make today a little better than yesterday. And, you know, I keep doing that, and, you know, live to fight another day. Well, congratulations on the 30 years. And thank you. in what ways would you say, Eric, that, you're different as a player today than you were then? More experience, man. Just more things to play about, you know. That's it. Just what life, you know, the things that I've been through in life personally, I think has uh, propelled the escalation of the emotion and the explosion and burst of, of, uh, of uh, passion and all that stuff is uh, plays a key part. And all of it. I look at it in like three stages. You had that beginning stage with those first few records, and then you had your sort of intermediate stage where you came back with, uh, you know, um, Crystal, uh, Vision, and all those. And then, and then your more current phase where you've done, you know, bookends and those couple before it and the new one that's coming. Do you feel that way too? Like it's sort of like these three chapters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the chapters are still going, so stay tuned. <laughs> what can you tell? Can you give us any uh, hints into uh, you know the record they'll be coming? And what was it like working with Joe? Joe is a good friend of mine, and I can tell you that uh, man, I just have no words. That's the best that I can give you as an explanation. I have no words. I uh, I got very serious, deep things that I'm saying, and the song and content and the singing. And everything is top notch, and the people involved: Keb Mo, uh, Tom Hambridge, James House, um, Ladonna, uh, Joe, Josh Smith, 
Uh, it's just amazing, and uh, we're looking for it to come out uh, the top of 2022. So we got a little time, and uh, you know I can just say it's it it is it is air, airing up to be I think the best thing that I've ever done in my life. So wait for it. <laughs> I've been waiting, and since I first heard, and actually when I first saw you and Joe in that clip uh, doing the sort of duel during the cruise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. He's another guy who just uh, seems to tirelessly work and, and produce music. Oh, yeah. It's the only way, man. You know, it's, we was actually just talking about that earlier today. It's the only way. It's like this is what we thrive on, me and him. So that's what we're going to keep doing. And, uh, you know, to you know, the rest of this year and definitely next year are going to yield some very, 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 very huge big announcements and some big things that uh, I don't know if the world's quite ready for, but it's coming. And while I was talking about your yeah, co collaborations, Eric, I had uh, Keith LeBlanc on this show, and uh, oh, yeah. I, he, he, he mentioned touring and playing with you as one of the highlights of this whole career. Yeah, man, we had a great time. Me, him, and uh, uh, TM Stevens, that was some good touring, boy. I tell you, we, we had a great time. It was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. Keith's a good friend of mine. What, what's your take on some of the newer uh, guitar heroes, if you will, that have come up sort of in a in a blues contemporary mode, like, uh, you know, your Gary Clark or your um, uh, Chris Stone, uh, Kingfish, and those guys? All of them are friends of mine, man. And, uh, you know, I think they're all amazing. I'm very impressed. I'm inspired. And uh, that's just, you know, I guess that's enough said. I'm inspired, man. And, uh, you know, I can't wait till we all get back out there and do our thing. That'd be a heck of a show if they get the three of you guys all in one bill, I'll tell you that. Uh, hey, man, watch out. It might, be, it, might be being, it might be being worked up as we speak. Has there been anyone that you've met, Eric, during your career where you were just starstruck and sort of a little speechless? Uh, initially, Eric Johnson, I was that way with him, uh, you know, but as it turns, he's one of my best friends nowadays. So uh, he's been my, one of my best friends for many years now. Uh, but I would say him, man. There's a lot of them out there, you know, and a lot of them I can't remember off the top of my head, and I probably remember when I get off the phone with you. But, uh, you know, I've had respectable, very memorable interactions with, you know, a lot of people out there that uh, I um, I just, you know, cherish, you know, the encounters, and uh, they've all been great. Can you identify three or five albums that you would recommend to a guitar player who wants to play in the mold of an Eric Gales that they should definitely listen to and absorb uh eric johnson tones uh um, man that's kind of that's kind of difficult that's kind of difficult a mold of yeah it's kind of difficult man it's a bunch of them out there man in so many different styles man you could go from Eric Johnson to Robin Trower to Frank Marino to Wes Montgomery to Chet Atkins to Roy Clark to Albert Lee to Joe Pass to Herb Ellis, Kenny Burrell, 
uh, Albert King, Muddy Waters, BB King, John Lee Hooker, Freddie King. You know, it's uh, Derek Trucks, Robert Randolph, Joe Bonamassa, Kingfish, Doyle Bramhall, Gary Clark, all of them. That's why I'm like, the list is way too long, man. <laughs> <laughs> so sounds like it'd be just about impossible for you to have your own desert island list. I mean, it'd be virtually impossible, man. Impossible. <laughs> well, what were you most proud of accomplishing in your career? Just getting clean, man. Let them just tell you that much. Because if I wouldn't did that, there wouldn't be nothing happening right now. So basically, that just take just taking a, a, a control of my life again. That's the most proud I am, you know. And uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what that's all I got for that. Yeah, and you still my you, life back. you still talk about it on stage, and you know it's so uh, cathartic for you. I'm sure. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just getting my life back. That's it, man. That's it. <clears throat> it must be incredibly gratifying, Eric, the way you've worked and built your fan base up. I mean, I've seen it happen over the years, you know, how you, you came back and you've just built it piece by piece back up to have this tremendous following and this great respect among your peers, with fans. That must be so gratifying to have done that. It is. It is. I mean, I, I, re I don't have much to say behind that, but it is. It's, this is great. This is what it's like for an afternoon hanging out with Eric Gales. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I was really surprised to hear that you're into trap music. I, I like it all, bro. I like everything. I like everything. Everything. I mean, generally, on a regular basis, that's what I got playing in my car. So um, I just like it. Yeah, so, part of that. Those yeah. Memphis roots, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any uh, a tip or two for somebody who wants to uh, play in your style? Yeah, just follow the course, man. Just follow the course. Uh, learn everything. Learn everything. That's all I can say. Learn everything. Cause it'll 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 come to be very useful later on in life. Let's learn everything and just follow your passion. Follow your passion. Which uh, of all your albums are you most proud of, or look at as like the greatest accomplishment you've done? I don't have a single one. Uh, all of them are close to me, so. I don't have a single one. Uh, if I had one, it would probably be relentless. Why do you think very, that might very, be? Very, very, very strong record. Very strong record to me. You know, very, very strong record. That happens to be the only very, one of yours that the only one of yours that I have there signed signed by you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. Bad Law Breaker, awesome. Block the Sun is a really cool track, yeah. Ambitious, and the Liars on there, of course, the Spice, like I mentioned. So, yeah, that's phenomenal. You got, you got, you got Wings of Rock and Roll, man. Get there. Uh, Universal Peace Pipe, all that's on there. That's a very memorable record to me. Definitely.
All right. Well, I know you're tired. I really appreciate your time. It's so great to connect with you. I can't wait to see you out on the road again. Hey, man, it should be soon, the way it, the way it looks. <laughs> That's real good news. And hopefully just better fortunes overall for the Gales family and uh, all, all your fans and followers. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. You take good care. And how can everyone best keep uh, up with what's going on with Eric Gales? Uh, EricGales.com, um, at Eric Gales on Twitter, hashtag Eric Gales, Instagram, uh, and uh, Eric Gales on Facebook, you know, uh, a few fan page, Eric Gales fan page, Eric Gales Nation, um, all of those are part of, part of me, so, um, yeah, that's the best way. Beautiful. And I want to thank LaDonna, too, for helping this happen. So respect and oh, yeah. thanks to her, of too. Course. All right. I will, I will tell her. Thank you, man. All right. Good health, man. Take care. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Truth and Rhythm. A big thank you goes out to our guest as well as to you, the viewer and listener. Also, much gratitude to Pleasure for supplying the show's funky opening and closing music. As a reminder... You can always access the complete list of linked shows by episode at funkinstuff.net. I urge you to support this program and receive the extra benefits along with that by subscribing to the Funk and Stuff channel on YouTube and sharing it with funk, R&B, and jazz lovers, joining Truth and Rhythm's membership program at Patreon, submitting a donation at funkinstuff.net, buying Everything is on the One, the first guide to funk book at Amazon, Shopping at the Funky Things store for cool merchandise at funkinstuff.net and linking through funkinstuff.net for all of your Amazon purchases. In addition, if you're an artist or anyone seeking proven, results-oriented, professional marketing, PR, writing, or editing consultation or production, check out the Media Services section at funkinstuff.net. Also, I encourage you to drop me a line at scottg at funkinstuff.net. I love the feedback, suggestions, guest requests, appearance and sponsorship inquiries, and just talking about my favorite subject, groove-based music. For now, and as always, this is Scott Dr. GX Goldfine saying, keep on keep vibing, on vibing to the rhythm of the one.